Welcome to the Frontline Podcast, brought to you in association with the Atler Group. Atler Group is a collaboration of businesses with a collective history of over 130 years, bringing financial solution to its clients in the world of accountancy, audit, advisory, fiduciary and retirement benefit solutions. Visit atler.im today. On the Frontline Podcast, we chat to leaders in business and successful entrepreneurs to bring you their in-depth and bite-sized opinions that will add value to you and your mind. Graeme, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. Happy to be here. Uh, perhaps for our listeners, uh, perhaps just give a little background to maybe start with on yourself uh, and I suppose the initial thought thoughts that came to mind that started this journey of uh, IC. Um, mostly working in marketing and comms for various players in the industry, from owners through to service providers. Um, but this this really led us on the on the journey to IC. Um, knowing uh, knowing a lot about or a little bit about many things is a dangerous <laughs> dangerous path to walk. Um, but it opened up our eyes to the issues that were facing the industry around management of pollution um, from emissions right to plastics on board ships. And it occurred to us that there was actually very little known about maritime surface pollution and that the shipping industry had a unique opportunity to provide observational data. The things that the guys at sea see every day um, can be recorded and mapped, and that gives us a much wider perspective of what's going on out there. Um, and as I said, we're the only ones that can do this. It's, it's pretty much... The shipping industry, recreational sailors, and fingers crossed the fishermen. Um, and these are these are industries that have been left out of this discussion, in my view. That uh, it, it's become an environmental issue where um, the problem is being discussed around us, not in consultation with us. But we're the only ones who have access to this area. Um, so that, that's in a nutshell how it all how it all started. Um, I, I was beginning of twenty twenty. Um, great timing for an idea. Superb. <laughs> uh, um, just as the pandemic hit, um, we flew up to Hamburg to discuss this idea with Chartworld, who, who do digital digital navigation and Ectus delivery on board ships. Uh, and they loved the idea. Uh, it was sort of fitted in with what they do nicely around mapping. Uh, and um, Oliver Schwartz and Stephen Schubberger, they offered to pay for the pay for the development of the app, um, which. As a startup, it's quite a big deal, um, and it kicked off from there. And then we then we were able to sort of take take more than just an idea to shipping companies to explain how we wanted them to be involved, what they could do, um, how simple it was, uh, and the buy-in was fantastic. There's a, there was a real desire within the industry to actually take take the lead on an environmental issue rather than wait for compliance mm-hmm. and. You know, from the guys at sea through to CEOs through to ops guys, the message was the same: is that everybody wants to do something. Um, no one sails to cause harm, and that's uh, that was a really nice thing to see from the industry. And just to take a step back, pre uh, pre technology, should we say that mapping or logging or keeping track of pollution? Was that even done as a concept, or would it be you get to port and might report? waste in a certain area beyond that there was no no approach no you know aligned approach to it um, I, I believe there are um, compliance requirements for reporting of pollution and oil and spills and the like um, 
but this sort of, uh, you know, there, there is none of this information out there. Um, there are similar, similar pollution reporting platforms, um, but they're, they're mainly designed for use on land, um, which, is, which is fine. Um, ours was specifically targeted towards the shipping industry. And because we had a shipping background, it was much easier to get the guide and the health and safety requirements of using, you know, using a phone on board. Um, that, that we're not out there to police the industry. This is about the industry trying to do good and providing a piece to this puzzle that doesn't exist. Uh, and that, so it, it, was been a, it was an interesting, um, interesting like development process of making sure all these concerns were, were sort of uh, integrated into the first development of the, of the app. Um, I presume that there's so, some, some anonymity there if people want to report issues, but also perhaps don't want necessarily to be, you know, to be the one publicly putting their hand up saying there's too much waste here or there's, there's pollution here. It's more of an anonymous. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's, really, it's really interesting. We've only had that a couple of times. Um, gen- generally speaking, the guys, um, I've, I've actually been, this is one of, sort of one of the things that surprised me is that there's actually a fair amount of bullishness out there about wanting to be involved and not reporting something doesn't stop it from existing. Hmm. Uh, and this is, this is certainly the message we get from the seafarers. You know, they're, they're tired of sailing around other people's rubbish. Um, they can't do anything about it. You can't recover it from the commercial ship. But now you can report it. Uh, the app is designed to be anonymous, so that sort of takes out one of those possibilities of, you know, of problems. Um, and, and right at the beginning, the, the anonymity was difficult word to pronounce. Um, it was, was a critical part of our development. But as we've got more people involved, I believe this is going to be less of a problem. Um, because again, as long as we can work out, you know, based on the data we receive, can we take action to do good? Um, there's less and less reason not to report something. Yeah. And certainly the guys out there want to report. Um, the, you know, the feedback we've had consistently from the guys at sea is just that. I want to help. I want to do something. Um, yeah. And this provides a very simple, very... Um, way to be involved in an environmental issue that they all care about. Absolutely. So let's talk about the app. Uh, downloadable. I've certainly got it on on iPhone. I assume you can get it on Android. Uh, it's geotagged, so you spot some rubbish you, with your settings on your phone. Obviously, pretty much knows where you are on, anywhere on the planet, and maybe even further afield. And uh, it's a matter of snapping it and lo- logging what you've seen. Yeah. So the the app is designed to be as uh, quick and dirty as possible because it's we know what it's like on a well <laughs> I don't but other people do know what it's like on a ship um, you know you don't have time to, to sit on one side of the vessel for half an hour recording everything you see you have a job to do there are health and safety requirements around working on a on a ship um, it's designed so that you you take a picture that picture is as you said um, geolocated with a time timestamp um, the picture is really all we need um, and the data is sort of the data collection. What we're doing is collecting data for other people to use. Um, we've just signed an agreement with IBM to provide our pictures to their plastic net project, um, which is a global database of pollution imagery where machine learning will develop to be able to identify what is in photos, be it density or individual item identification. Um, and that, that's relevant for something we'll discuss soon. 
Um, but really from a seafarer's perspective, yeah, just take a picture. The picture will be put on a chart or a map and that allows us to do a whole lot of other things with it. Um, be it from trying to help with cleanups through to provide it to researchers um, and, even, and even we hope the authorities because again, nobody wants to see this. Um, it's, it's a matter of how we how we can work with people to coordinate action and recovery eventually, but data is critical. And, and you mentioned seafarers there. This this isn't limited to, to people out on a boat. Ultimately, you're on a beach, you're on the shoreline. There's opportunities for anyone listening to this, you know, if, if you come across that, to, to log it. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, by far the biggest data set we're going to get is coastal um, and, or even urban. Um, as you said, the GPS works anywhere. Um, whilst our network is heavily maritime, um, we're starting to move into general general community use. Um, and we've got some great examples of this in India, um, Chile, uh, Hong Kong, the US, where we've got community users um, who are walking along the beaches just recording what they are seeing and picking up the pollution in most cases. Um, our, probably our heaviest data set comes from Canada, which is would surprise most people because you'd believe that, well, Canada must be pristine and clean, right? Um, but the volume of fishing gear that we're finding on beaches, um, has been concerning and surprising. Uh, and what we've found is that this is a issue that is hard to raise with people because they believe it all comes from, well, it's all Philippines fault or it's all India's fault. Um, but what we're seeing is in every country in the world, be it New Zealand, Canada, the UK, this is an issue on people's beaches and, the more we can report this, the more we can highlight what is going on at a local level as well as a global, you know, as well as the global level. And I assume with with currents and tides, etc., it's somewhat easy. Again, it's not about finding where it came from, but ultimately, if there's problems on a beach, you ultimately want to try and track it back if it's not that specific location. I guess that's through the development phase that tra- tracking ultimately the. Uh, sometimes yeah. the issue is elsewhere than where that rubbish is necessarily sat at the moment it's snapped. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff we can do, and fantasy is free, of course, um, uh, <laughs> but actual development costs are not. Yeah. Um, but the, the ability to put in modeling um, data management systems are in our plans, but these plans require funding and um, support. Yeah. But yeah. This, is, this is certainly the path that I see IC take. Um, but right now it's data collection because that data shows vast potential of what we can do with solid information Um, and you know it also the data also opens up the ability for us to go hey hey, we we know there's a problem in x port or x harbor we know it warrants how do we go about getting that that support Um, and this this means it's much more targeted than just hoping you find something walking along a beach um, it allows us to sort of assess where money is invested in cleanup and yeah. protection, uh, and, and which areas need the most help, most help. And that is a really part of how we how we build up this map. Yeah. One of the uh, things that I suppose initially came into my line, I saw I saw what you were doing on a. Uh, on LinkedIn, you've, you've got an Alaman connection. 
But what what really struck me when I kind of chatted with with the team was just how maybe you guys don't feel it, but my observation is how quickly you've kind of got a global presence already with what you're doing. And obviously you mentioned IBM as an example, obviously a worldwide known name that immediately within it, within a pretty short space of time that they're buying into the concept. And that must be a, a good drive, I guess, that, that you're on the right path. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's, it's been, uh, you know, IBM is nice and it sort of, it shows where, we're doing something that um, I, I guess guys like that pay attention to, which is fantastic. Um, but other examples like where we've, we've just started funding a beach cleanup in India because the data that came in showed there was a need for it. Uh, we're working on a Manila Bay project at the moment around mapping pollution. Um, you know, it, I, I guess it has been rapid and has been fantastic to be part of. It never feels fast enough if you're sitting in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you reflect on like where we've come from, from an idea at the beginning of 2020 through to launching the app publicly about two months ago, um, all done on volunteer on a volunteer basis. So we don't, no one's getting paid to do this. It's literally out of the goodness of people's hearts. This is this is being done. Um, it has been. It's sort of shown there is a gap here for our for the maritime industry um, that hasn't been filled, and it, it's so nice to talk to guys about doing good that isn't around MARPOL or compliance or legal requirements. It, it's something that just makes you feel good, um, and people want to be part of it, uh, and that's that's been the nicest. Um, you know, we get we get inquiries about twice a week, three times a week from. Guys on shore, guys at sea, um, there are two in my inbox now, um, just wanting to help. Yeah. And that is, that's been a fantastic thing. That's something that struck out to us and hopefully is uh, sort of with the Atla group hat on, we, we try and uh, develop that that, re- that relationship and how we can help. I, I guess for those listening as well, working in any industry, ultimately, if you want to reach out and help, you, there's a variety of ways to do that. I suppose the key is to, to reach out to you guys uh, and, and offer whatever support they can. Yeah, and this, and this was the whole part of when we built IC. It was around, uh, I guess, a, a group that um, hadn't been ignored, but has sort of been left out um, of this discussion. You know, we're not environmentalists. I wasn't an environmentalist when I started. Probably am now. It only takes so many photos to change your mind, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, in a, uh, you know, an accountancy firm or a law firm or... Um, any business provider, um, there's no obvious thing that you can do. You know, what's what's the obvious way that you can help uh, an environmental group? Well, you can do their accounts, but that doesn't make you feel any better. Um, this, and this is what we found, is that people, regardless of, guys like you bring incredible skills to this problem. Um, and we need these skills to solve what is going on um i don't pretend to be any smarter than the next person indeed the next person is usually smarter than me <laughs> um you know this this idea has been set up so that everybody can have a role to play um because we need every idea out there um yeah. you know and, and that's you know we did a, there was a cleanup um we you know a cleanup was held um late last week by Wilhelmsen in Oslo. Um, and they had, Wilhelmsen were involved, Salesforce were involved, 
Um, the law firm Sands were involved. MPC container ships were involved. Um, and it, it sort of brings a much wider business community together to do something. And if, if that's just mapping, great. Um, if it's providing tech support to the idea, superb. There's everybody can do something. Yeah, so. lots of different ways to help. Yeah. Yep. So just uh, just one final quick question before we uh, let listeners know how to reach out to you. The tech itself, and you've kind of touched on there that the, the data, like anything in the world, data is the most important thing and valuable, probably valuable commodity in the world nowadays. Practically, you talk about beach clean there. How, how long, medium, and even longer term, do you envisage different ways that that data can be can be ultimately utilized for, for good? Um, it's an interesting, interesting question. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a whole range of. I mean, it's the the problem is is before we have the data, it's a case of like, how far can your imagination go? Yeah. Um, pretty far. Um, but there are things that we, we know that as we've sort of come along this this journey in a very short time, we, we realize there are holes that need filling. Um, data is one thing. How do you manage that data? How do you use, use tech to incorporate the activities of a wide group of stakeholders? And that might be a city and a port and community cleanup groups and... John, who likes walking down this one beach. Um, and this is sort of, as I see the concept around this building, it's almost like creating a social, almost a social network of, based on based on pollution. What a great social network. Um, but this is sort of how, how I believe the tech can and should evolve, is that it, it sort of brings in more and more people. It's not necessarily run by IC or owned by IC, that local communities have to take ownership of it. Uh, but we need to give them the tools to do that. And currently there are no tools. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of goodwill out there. And that, that's been a very nice thing to see is that there are tons of people wanting to help clean up. Um, the question is, how do we organize this? And how do we make cleanups more effective based on data? How do we provide support based on data? How do we allocate funding based on data? Uh, and these are boring, horrible things that most people don't want to talk about, but I think I, I think it's critically important to how we how we move this forward. Um, and sort of from your line of work, I'm sure that that's very attractive because it's sort of it, it ties into what we do in business every day um, and how how it sort of opens up the involvement of a whole range of different players. Yeah, absolutely. So people that want to reach out, your app, your app's available, and how, you know what's the best way for folks to? Reach um, out? Yep the the app is on um, the Android and Play Store. Um, it's version one, so be kind. Um, you can get hold of me, uh, Graham at ic.org, um, G R A E M E at i c e y e s e a dot org, um, or they can drop you a note, uh, or use the website. Funny websites are terribly useful. Old school um, website. Yeah. Old school website. Um, but yeah, I mean, reach out and we can have a chat. It, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to make this as personal as possible. So if you send a note um, and it's all volunteer based, you'll get a reply from me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there are plenty of ways to be involved. Um, let us know. Uh, um, we're trying, again, to make this as open as possible. So money isn't a requirement of being involved. Um, we're all grown ups, though. We know this requires support if it's going to work in the long run but any involvement is more than welcome so yeah, no, and i can speak from with an outlaw hat on that's certainly our experience as well so 
appreciate you taking a little bit of time because I know you're very busy. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Lovely. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone.